Ooh, well, all right, everybody, I am back. That's right. Did you miss me? Of course you did. At least you said you did. You weren't lying, were you? <laughs> yes, this is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Thomas Show. This will be a solo episode. There'll be some episodes in the future where I have guests on, but right now it's just me and you, because you wanted me to talk to you in, you know, just us. So we're going to do that today. And this is an interesting thing. Because you ever notice how emotionally attached you become to inanimate objects, things that you've had for a long period of time? Maybe it's some clothing, you know, like um, like my mom, my uncle passed. I had a, a, a box of candy and it was the last box of candy that I bought that he ate from. And I still have that box of candy. I had that box of candy in my car for two years after he passed because it was the last thing, you know. But here's the thing. I'm now driving a new vehicle. Now, it's not a new vehicle. It's a used vehicle, but it's new to me. And for those of you that have listened to my other podcast, uh, S. Anthony says, you know that I always referenced the mighty Toyota Camry because that was my former car. But that car was basically the Urkel or the Fonzie of my life. That's what that car was. And I'll explain what I'm talking about. If you're familiar with the show Family Matters and the character Urkel, or if you're familiar, familiar with the show uh, happy days with the Fonz, you realize that those two characters were literally supposed to have minor roles in the show. And what happened was they performed so powerfully that the person who was actually running the show made the major part of the show. And then they went from being a major part of the show to the star of the show. And that's what the mighty Toyota Camry became in my vehicular life. I wanted to get a better car. I wanted to get the kind of I wanted to get the kind of car that I have now. Still a used car, but a much better used car, right? And what I wanted to do was I wanted to stockpile some money, but I didn't want to not have a vehicle while I was putting money together so I could, you know, put the down payment on the car. I didn't want to do that. So I bought the mighty Toyota Camry, thinking, ah, and it was an old one too. Yeah, you know, I'm just gonna have this little thing there. It'll get me around. It'll get me to the local things and all that kind of stuff. And it'll it'll be a little stopgap measure while I get you know put together the money for the car that I want to get that I have now, right? And it'll you know, and then I'll trade it in, you know, get a little bit of money or or something like that. But at least you know, I'll have something to get me around while I put together the money for the other. And that's what happened, right? But much like Urkel and the Fonz, this car was supposed to just be a guest star in my life. It wasn't supposed to be the star vehicle. It wasn't supposed to be around for a long period of time. It wasn't supposed to take over. But as I drove the car around, it kept running smoothly and well. And people would get in the car and they would see there was an old car, but it was well put together, well taken care of, but it was an old car. And people would go, this thing runs really good and it looks good too. And I went, yeah, it does kind of look good. You know what I mean? It's, it's obviously an older car, has the old technology in it, because I wanted to save some money, has the old technology in it. No push button. That's how old it is. And uh, But I just wanted to have something that got me around and it just kept running smoothly. And as I got more confident, I, you know, I would I would go to gigs and things of that nature in the vehicle. And some of the places were a little bit further away. And I'm like, oh, should I try it in this vehicle? And it performed very well. Got me everywhere I needed to go back and forth. Performed flawlessly. And as it performed flawlessly, even though I still wanted to get a, a better car, it, it it just wouldn't fail. 
And I started to get more confident in it and more comfortable with it. And even though I was still preparing to get the new car, I started going, you know, maybe I could hang on to this a little bit longer. That way I can get a better car. You know, maybe I could do that. They get bigger. And it just kept running. It became the star of my vehicular life. It just kept running. Right? And like I said, it's a much older car than you would think it is because, you know, how when you have a newer car, like the last 15 years or so, they all have push button starts. They all have key fobs, transponder keys inside of the key fob. You know, you get used to putting, never taking your key out of your pocket. You just walk up to the car. If you want to get something out of the damn trunk, you hit the button. You don't even have to take the, the thing out of your pocket. If you want to open the door, the door just opens or you just sit down in your car and you press the button and you just go. You get used to that because that's what it's like to buy, to drive a modern car, right? That's what it's like for me right now with the car that I have now. It's an older car, not as old as that. It's a little bit old. Not, I mean, it still looks good. It still looks really nice. It's an older car. Not an old car, but an older car, right? But I don't have to take my key out of my pocket. I just walk up, open up the door, walk up, open up the trunk, sit in the car, push the button, and I'm gone. But the car that I had, the mighty Toyota Camry, the old mighty Toyota Camry, did not have push-button starts. You still had to put the key in the ignition. You still needed the key to open the door. You still needed the key to open the trunk. Oh, no. And you go from being used to a push-button car going back to getting used to having to put a key into the ignition. I remember when I was parked in the... In a <laughs> I was in a parking lot with a bunch of people that had like 2016 and 2017 cars and I had this old vehicle and I took my key out of my pocket and put it into the in, <laughs> into the door and they both kind of stopped and looked at me like, what is this guy doing? Why is he touching? He's using a key, a key to get in his car. What is he? Well, look at this troglodyte putting a key in his door to open it what a ooh he's oh my goodness does he does he start fires by beating rocks together hmm? huh does he use a, a bent stick to find water like the caveman is that what he does hmm? does he say umgawa hmm? huh is he gonna be in geico commercials and caveman can understand is that what's going on with this man let's watch him further let's see what happens when he gets in the car what the same key he used to open the car door is the key he uses to start his car he doesn't push a button oh how gross that wasn't far from the way they actually looked at me when i was driving that car right but you get used to that right once again, we'll go back to the TV program. You get used to the show, the TV show, the way it was before Urkel came in. And it was a good show before Urkel came in. And Happy Days was a good show before the Fonz became a prominent character in the show. But now I'm back to a car where, like I said, I can just walk up and open the door and open the trunk and start the car. I don't have to take the key out of my pocket. And on those shows, once Urkel took over, once the Fonz took over, oh my goodness, Oh, those shows became long-running classic shows. And you can't even imagine Family Matters without Urkel. You can't even imagine. You can't even imagine. You can't even imagine Happy Days without the Fonz. No, you can't. <laughs> you know, so basically, my Toyota Camry was, you know, it became that. 
Now I know what you're thinking. Okay, well, if your if your Toyota Camry is the Fonz, was the Fonz and Urkel, what is your new car? What is that? Well, that car, well, that car is Seinfeld. Started out with Seinfeld, gonna have Seinfeld to the end. That show was Cosby. Big number one hit right from the beginning. Right? But the funny thing about it is it's amazing how you become attached to it. I had to take some things to the recycle place. I had some a couple of old televisions that I had never gotten the chance to throw away because I had got some new TVs. Not like in a short period of time. It's like one television breaks and then you get another television and that television kind of sits in the basement for two years. And then, you know, the TV upstairs breaks and you put that downstairs and you replace that television with a cheaper television, but it's a flat screen, cheaper television. You know, you go to Best Buy when the flat screens cost $100 and you go, they cost what? I'll take it, you know, because <laughs> you can't turn the deal down. And over the course of five or six years, all your old televisions that you've already, that you had for years and years and years, they kind of break back to back to back to back over a five year period. And then you look in your basement and you're going, I have five TVs down here. What? So I had just gotten the new car that I have now and it wasn't inspected yet. The person, the, the, the uh, person at the dealership goes, look, um, the battery was, we had to put a new battery in your car. So we have, you have to drive the, your new car for 50 miles at least to reset the quadruple, quadruple, the boppadiness of the flamchopper. That's what it started to sound like. And the quadruple, then the quintuple, I'm like, okay, so you got 10 days, you got 10 days, you know, you can drive around without the inspection sticker and without your, your emissions for 10 days. If the police pull you over, just show them that you just bought the car and, and let them know that you, you just tell them the situation. Fortunately, no police officers pulled me over. Right. But I felt really uncomfortable driving around uh, with it. And I should have just driven around even though, you know, I should have just driven anyway because it would have eaten, it would have gotten me to 50 miles faster. And I was going to put the TVs in my new car, but I still have my old car. I still have it right now. A relative's going to pick it up and take it. They're going to have it. It's going to be their car. In fact, emotionally right now, it's to me emotionally, that's that relative's car now because I don't drive it anymore. But I got in the car and I went, you know, I have the new car now and I do have to drive it around to reset everything with the emissions. But and I looked out the back window and I saw the old car sitting there. And I realized this was like an old friend for years, man. We had many times together, many shows together. And it was really weird. I was just kind of coming to the realization that I'm never going to drive that car again. Huh. And it was surprising how I felt emotionally attached to a car that I don't emotionally. Th- I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. That relative's not coming to pick up the car for a couple of weeks. Maybe one last ride, right? Because if I hadn't driven the car that one last time, it would have been like a television series that was a hit that just abruptly gets canceled without having to have those last episodes. You know, like when you have a series or a sitcom that you love and you feel be- you become emotionally attached to the characters and you care about them. You know, you buy into the series and then the network goes, yeah, um, the last season that you just saw that ended. Yeah, we're not doing any more of them. You're like, what, 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 we, we never found out if Frank and, and Susie get married. You know, they're going to get married. You saw them. They made up and you saw them walk upstairs to the bedroom last at the end of the last season. So, you know, they made up and everything's going to be fine. Yeah, but we want to see it. Nope, too late. Nope, nope. Show's canceled. And you never get that closure. So as weird as it sounds, I wanted to have closure with the Camry. And also 
One of the TVs could not fit in my new car's trunk because it had this, it was this weird shape. <laughs> right. So I take the TVs and I put them into the trunk of the Camry. And it was really weird because it was the first time I actually had to go and get the key off the wall. Because normally back in when that car, when that was my car, my keys were always in my pocket. But I had to go back and get the keys. And it felt weird because my new car was in front of my house. My old car, which is no longer my car, was in the back of my house. And it almost felt like I was cheating by walking past my new car, right? And I had to walk into the house to get the key, right? I almost wanted to put the key. I almost wanted to kind of palm the key in my hand so my new car couldn't be like, whose key is that? I don't need a key. I mean, there's a key inside the fob, but you don't have to touch the key. What kind of, will you? why you got a key? What's with that key? That key smells like a Camry. I ain't no damn Camry. What you doing? Where are you going in the back of the house? Why are you going in the back of the house? Where are you taking those TVs? Okay, I, I went a little far with that. <laughs> Although the car did look at me funny when I walked by. <laughs> don't judge me. Shut up back to me. So I get into the Camry and I turn it on. I'm so used to the engine of the camera i'm so used to the way it drives i'm so used to the way that i feather the 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 accelerator on that car because i drove it for so many years and as i'm driving to the recycle place with the tvs i'm reminiscing over like i said all the trips i took in that car all the gigs i took in that car all the times i went over to a lady's houses to get get it all that i mean i did not get it on with women <laughs> yes i did don't judge me <laughs> <clears throat> Moving on. <laughs> Back to the story. So I go to the recycle bin, a recycle place with the TVs. I drive in. The guy, you know, I have to sign this paperwork for the drop off the electronics and all this kind of crap, all this kind of crap you got to do, right? The guy writes down your license plate, right? Writes down your address and all that kind of stuff. They have to make to know who's coming in with it. And I'm sitting there going, this is the last time. Someone's going to, he's writing this, this down and taking my name. This is the last time I'm writing my name on something, acknowledging this car is mine. This is the last time I'm doing something utilitarian with the car, taking something and doing some kind of work thing. Like taking this to the recycle. This is the last time I'm doing it with the car. I put the, put the TVs into the recycle place. I sign up there. Of course, I'm not an idiot. I see all the recycle bins there. I said, can I get one of those? Oh, sure. You can have one per household. I said, I'll take it. Not to get back with me. Might as well, right? And I drive home. And as I get closer and closer to the house, I almost on instinct started to go into my parking spot in front of the house. But I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to piss off my new car. Like, oh, so you're going to bring her in front of, oh, so you're just going to drive all up in her in front of me? I didn't want any problems. So I made it a point not to go down the block. Didn't want to take off the new car. And as I was parking the car behind the house, it felt weird. Right? I took all of the things. I was like, well, since I'm here, I might as well take all of the things from this car that are going to go to the other car. I had some, you know, some, you know, things for, uh, you know, for my phone for navigation and some other little wires and cords that I still need for the other things that are going to be used in the other car. Right? I take all of that stuff out. I realized that my new car and my old car use the same motor oil, except in the new car, it, it, they prefer synthetic oil. In the, in the Toyota Camry, it doesn't, it, as long as it's that specific grade of oil, it's fine. It was really weird, right? So the new owner, my, my relative is going to get three free uh, 
uh, bottles of oil and I'm going to take the two synthetic ones with me with the new car. And it was weird to walk away. I kind of looked back at the car. You know, I didn't wave back at the car. I'm not that weird. I wanted to wave back at the car. I wanted to go back and give it a hug, right? Because it's almost like like my kid going off someplace. Like imagine if you have a kid and the kid moves to like London or something or moves to another move to the other side of town where you know you're not gonna see them that often, or they move to another city or another state, right? Now this is a relative, so I'm going to see the car, but it won't be my car anymore. It'll be that relative's car. And I realize other than maybe moving a car from different sides of the street when they're street cleaning, I'm never really gonna have a trip in that car again. And it felt weird. It felt weird. So I walk around the block. I put the two bottles of synthetic oil into the new car, right? And this is another thing that's weird when you get a newer car. All of a sudden, you get real picky about things. Because in the Toyota Camry, I had a dash cam. The dash cam broke, and I never put the dash cam back in again. I was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to do it. The second I got this car, what did I do? I bought a mirror dash cam. Ooh, I felt dirty. I bought a I bought a high endurance SD card to make sure that I could always have enough space on there if anything happened. Ooh, I didn't do that for the Camry. Ooh, I felt like the guy that neglected his wife that was there for him the whole time. And then they get divorced. All of a sudden, he decides he doesn't want to have a soft stomach anymore. And he starts doing Pilates and eating eating salads and drinking diet water and eating ice cube sandwiches because he wants to be in shape. He decides he wants to start running all of a sudden. A couple of months ago, when he before the divorce was final, he didn't think about doing any sit-ups. He didn't think about de- eating diet ice cubes and, and water sandwiches. But now all of a sudden, you decide you want to start looking good, right? I had floor mats in the old car. You know what? I didn't even take those floor mats out. I bought new floor mats for this car. Oh, a dash cam and floor mats? Oh, and when I put the dash cam in this car, I didn't just let the the cord swing back and forth underneath. Uh, no, I took it and I took my time and methodically tucked in the wires so you couldn't even see that there was a dash cam in the car. I could have done that with the old car, but I didn't. Oh, no, I feel bad. I'm a bad driver. Oh, well, not a bad driver, but a bad car owner. Well, not a bad car owner, a bad. Oh, I feel so bad. Oh. It's amazing how we get, right? <laughs> when the new stuff comes in. You ever have you ever have your house be a little messy, not disgusting messy, but just the kind of messy that a normal person's house is, right? And it doesn't bother you at all. Some toys are on the floor from the kids. There's a couple crumbs on the counter. Ah, I get that in the morning, even though you could easily walk up and just pick them up with your hands. Ah, I don't feel like walking a one and a half steps to the counter. <laughs> <laughs> to pick up ah, that glass in the sink with a with a quarter inch of orange juice in it, I'll rinse that crap out tomorrow. That will require me turning slightly to my right. That's too much work. The heck with it, right? But then what happens is you have relatives or friends or guests coming over to your house, and you go from the top of your house to the bottom of your house. And you clean that sucker methodically and you do it a couple days before they get there. So you don't have to have a big job. So you don't have, you not you're not rushed when they're coming over and you look at your house and all of a sudden you are 
really, really meticulous with it, right? Somebody sneezes, you go, there's one molecule of spit on the carpet. I must scrub the whole thing, right? You, you would never think about leaving those two crumbs on the counter. People might see them and think you're a pig. Hell no. What? One drop of orange juice in that glass? I think not. Throw that glass in the trash. It has disgraced me. Oh, I don't think so, right? But the second they leave, and you know they're not coming back anytime soon, all of a sudden you got shoes on the table. <laughs> right? You got plates with food in it sitting in the damn sink. I ain't got any rats, so ain't no problem. Right? It's amazing how things change when you have the new thing, when there's somebody else on the outside looking at what you're doing, when you when you decide to be a little more meticulous, when you decide to care more. And I thought about that. In this particular instance, it's cars. I, I do care more about the new car because it's new. I get it. I get it. You do care more about keeping your house extra, super duper, extra clean because guests are coming over. I get it. You care more about your health when you know you're going to the doctor in three weeks and all of a sudden for those three weeks, you're eating diet salads and ice cube sandwiches, right? You care more about your teeth than you ever cared about your teeth before. Three weeks before you go to the dentist, you are flossing rice. You, why are you flossing six times a day? Shut up. I always floss, floss six times a day. No, you don't. I handed you some dental floss and you didn't know what it was. That's a dirty lie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I thought about it and I realized, wait a second, what if every time we get a car, no matter what, whether it's an older car or a new car, we're methodical about the way we take care of it. We put a dash cam in it. We put in the carpet. We put on the, we put on a wrap around the steering wheel. We armor all it. We treat it really well. We make sure it's clean, right? What about our houses? Our houses are generally clean. Most people aren't pigs, but you know how the house looks before everybody comes. What about you kept your house that meticulously clean all the time? Right. What about you took care of your teeth every day the same way you take care of your teeth the three weeks before you go to the dentist? Man, what would your teeth look like then? The dentist would go, what the hell are you doing here? I got nothing to do. You know what I'm saying? What about you ate and exercised and drank water the same way every day that you do the three weeks before you go to the doctor? You go to the doctor, you wouldn't have any weight to lose. Your blood tests are fantastic. That's how it would have been. That's how it would be. It's amazing how if you step back and look at it, that's how things would be, right? Imagine if they knew Urkel was going to be special. Imagine if they knew Fonzie was going to be special early on. They would have been that her whole first two seasons would have been even bigger hits because the, 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 the person that turned the show into iconic show would have been on earlier. They would have known earlier. So basically what I'm saying is we just got to pay close attention to what's going on around us. Sometimes the answer is right in front of us. Sometimes the new behavior pattern that's going to make us better is right in front of us. And that's one of the things I decided I'm going to do. Like, you know, what I'm saying like I'm going to live and eat and perform as a as a man the same way I every day that as if I was going to the doctor in three weeks. I'm going to do the, I do the same thing with the teeth. I'm doing the same thing with the body. Now I'm going to do the same thing with this car and every other car that I have afterward. We always have to be in a three week to the doctor's type mode. And if we're always in a three weeks to the doctor type mode, everything in our life absolutely just gets better.
And that's what I would like you to do, my friends. I would like you to think of your, think of how you are going to act the moment before you hit the play button and listen to my golden tones, right? I want you to walk around going, you know what? I would love to have conversation with you, person that's actually here, but you're not anywhere near as interesting as this Anthony Thomas. Speaking of him, he has two podcasts. I'm subscribed to them. Maybe you should subscribe to them. They're available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and every other pod player out there. In fact, I'm going to go and rate and review and give five stars to his podcasts. And you, my friend, you should do that too. <laughs> See how I put that shameless plug in there? <laughs> I'm incredible. <laughs> Much love to you all. I am back, my friends. Thank you for missing me. I appreciate it. I'm going to be back for a while now. I just had to take a little hiatus there. Sometimes you need to retool a few things and take a little time, you know, to de decompress. I mean, TV programs sometimes have a little off season, right? And sometimes you need to do that to do to, to reevaluate things and to re-energize yourself. And I am back like a fully charged battery. Yeah, that's right. So I will see you again next time. Remember, this is the S. Anthony Thomas show. The other podcast is called S. Anthony Says. They are both available on all podcast players. Please listen to both podcasts. Please subscribe to both podcasts. Please recommend both podcasts. Please rate and review. Five stars, you bastards. Five stars for both podcasts. I would appreciate it. Much love to you all, and I will see you again next time. Bye-bye.